From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Jake of All Trades, the podcast show focused on helping you make smart choices with your money. I'm your host, Jake Rivas. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, a big personality in personal finance. His name is Dave Ramsey. I've talked about him before on a different episode, Um, but today I really want to dig into some of the specifics of the Dave Ramsey financial philosophies and how I uh, disagree with some of them, and uh, potentially there are some issues with some of those recommendations that he makes that I feel are important to bring to light. So the message I really want to get through today is uh, the headline, if you will, for this episode is, is the Ramsey way always right? So I'm going to preface this with an interesting little story. Um, Recently, I was approached by someone who was visiting San Antonio, uh, and they were a Ramsey personality, which means I guess they're just like an affiliate. Uh, And so they go around, talk about and spread the message of what Dave Ramsey believes as far as personal finance and lifestyle advice is considered. So this person reached out to me and uh, asked to be on my show. And so I had created this episode so that we could have a really good discussion about the the Ramsey way of personal financial planning from his perspective, because uh, I personally have been through one of Dave Ramsey's programs called Financial Peace University. And uh, so I know a little bit about uh, what his thoughts are when it comes to debt management, saving and investing, um, and, and general lifestyle advice. But I thought it would be fantastic to have this Dave Ramsey personality come give his perspective because this is what he does every single day. And so it's likely that there are things that I don't know or I don't fully understand. And so I wanted to have that perspective. But unfortunately, um, I sent him the outline of my questions, and I don't know if he was uh, turned off by the nature of the questions and how I was going to challenge his viewpoints, but uh, he had to cancel. So I'm going to do the episode anyway, because I feel like it's really important for us to dig into um, this idea of, of Dave Ramsey's personal financial planning advice, because I get questions from clients and people that I run into in the street and they always tell me, what do you think of Dave Ramsey? Or they say, Oh, you know, my spouse is a huge Dave Ramsey fan and we follow all of his, all of his guidelines when it comes to managing money. Um, and so I really want to just kind of put out on the table, some of my concerns with a lot of the things that Dave Ramsey talks about and explore the reasons why. Um, And then, of course, that's the point of this is we can always agree to disagree, right? But from my perspective, these are some of the areas that I am concerned with when I have clients that say, you know, well, I know that Dave Ramsey says this or that about this area of my personal financial situation. So let's dive into uh, what it is that I want to talk about. So for those of you that aren't familiar, Dave Ramsey is a religious-based financial expert. He's had some troubled financial past. Uh, I think he's filed bankruptcy a couple of times, and each time he's come back from that. And one of his key talking points is that debt is evil, and we need to eliminate debt no matter what as quickly as possible, and you need to live a debt-free life. Now, that served him well. Obviously, he's done very well for himself. The problem that I have with the Ramsey way 
is that it's so overgeneralized. So he's making massive recommendations across a broad spectrum of individuals about something that's very personal. Personal financial planning, in its nature, the description of the industry is personalized. Everything that I do for my clients is individualized. So I'm not going to say necessarily all of you need to be investing this way or all of you need to be doing uh, financial behaviors in such a way. It all depends on your personal situation. So I really have a difficult time grasping onto um, someone who preaches so broadly about really important topics because I feel like that could be dangerous when you don't fully understand everyone's personal situation. So one of the things that I want to dig into um, is the thought on credit cards. Dave Ramsey believes that credit cards are the root of all evil and they should be cut up. And if you have credit card balances, you need to work to pay them off as quickly as possible. And then you should never use them again. So there's a couple of uh, issues that I have with this. Number one, as we've talked about before, credit cards can be used as a beneficial tool to help build your financial life, right? They help with uh, your credit score if they're used appropriately. Also, there are benefits now with a lot of credit cards that you can use uh, that you wouldn't necessarily have if you didn't use that card. So if you just followed his way, you may be missing opportunities. So one of the questions that I wanted to pose to this Ramsey expert was the fact that I personally receive benefits from using a credit card. I use the Southwest credit card and therefore I accumulate airline miles And then I use those airline miles all the time. So I rarely ever pay for flights because I use the credit card the right way. And therefore, I'm reaping some benefits from just everyday expenses. Now, I did some research online and um, the justification from what I could determine that came directly from Dave Ramsey was that... uh, the majority of people who use credit card reward programs don't ever cash in on their benefits. And he put a statistic in there. I don't remember what the statistic was, but it was a little over 50% or so uh, that don't actually reap those benefits. And then if they try to, the card the card company or the, the company that's administering the benefits, the points, the cash back, make it very difficult to to, to benefit from those. And I have to strongly disagree with that. So again, I use the Southwest credit card and it is so easy for me to use my points to buy flights. I've never had an issue not being able to use the points to buy flights. Um, And so from my perspective, the issue of uh, credit cards being evil, I disagree with. I think it's more so about personal responsibility. If you're someone who cannot handle the credit card system and the way that it's designed to work and the way that I've talked about using it, which is essentially an an extension of your bank account, then maybe there is merit that, that carries weight with his advice. But the problem that I go back to again is that if you're projecting this across a mass audience, you could be talking to people who are very financially savvy, very good at budgeting, and could really be benefiting from using a credit card to their to their advantage by paying it off every single time they use it, but also reaping those reward points. So when it comes to credit cards, what I want to say is 
they are not always the root cause of all evil. It's about personal responsibility, and it's about your financial situation. If you're someone that can't handle the temptation of having that credit line available to you, then it probably doesn't make sense, and you need to follow what Dave Ramsey says. However, don't always just assume that that is the first thing. You need to recognize what your, how you can uh, handle your personal financial situation and if you could really use a credit card in the right way. Now, again, what is the right way? Don't carry a balance. Pay it off as quickly as you can and treat it just like your debit card. Only you don't have to use your debit card because then you are susceptible to um, people hacking into your account and they have access to your funds. So by using a credit card, that's actually an added layer of protection because if somebody steals your credit card information, it's a lot easier to have transactions wiped off your credit card than it is to have money put back into your account if it's stolen. So just recognize and make the intentional decision for yourself before assuming credit cards are just bad. The next thing I want to talk about uh, is the credit score. We've talked about the credit score before. We understand how it's calculated. And one of the things that could be detrimental to some of the advice that Dave Ramsey gives on living debt-free, especially when it comes to being a young professional and making debt-free a priority, is that you're starting at such a young age in building your financial picture, right? We have saving opportunities, compound interest. We probably do have debt, which we need to work on paying down. However, if we only make paying down debt a priority and we find ourselves debt-free by the time we're 35, um, and maybe we didn't ever take out a credit card because that's what he says not to do, we didn't ever take out a car loan because he says that's something that you should never do, then our credit score isn't really growing because you have to have credit of some kind in order for your credit score to increase. Now, for those of you that don't remember, the credit score, you try to get the highest score you possibly can. So the credit range is somewhere between 300 and 850. Now, the composition of that credit score almost entirely has to do with the amount of debt you have. That's the purpose of the credit score. So if you don't have any debt, you never take out debt, then there's no way for you to calculate a credit score. Now, I have seen when I went through the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, they had this conversation. He had this conversation about the credit and the fact that if you follow his methodology, you don't ever need credit, which is technically true, right? Because he's a fan of paying cash for everything. However, some of us, that's just not realistic, right? Sometimes life throws curveballs at you and you may find yourself in need of a new vehicle and you don't have the cash to pay for the vehicle outright. So you're going to have to finance a little bit of the vehicle. If you don't have any credit and you spent all this time just paying off credit, uh, paying off your debt, your credit score hasn't really grown much. Guess what? You're not going to receive as favorable of treatment when it comes to financing any type of purchase. Now, that's contradictory to what he believes because he doesn't believe we should finance anything. Um, however, I am, I guess, more of a realist, and I recognize that not all of us uh, can sacrifice so significantly in our personal lives 
in order for a, a, a much late, longer term financial success. And what I mean by that is, okay, I'm going to give up everything now so that I can pay off all this debt. And then hopefully all the stuff that I have right now, my old car, um, my apartment, will I'll be comfortable with for a significant period of time until it takes me enough time to, to pay off the debt. So my only point here is that if you're uh, an older professional, or if maybe you're you're you've been working for a long time and you didn't make a lot of smart financial decisions early on in your life, and now you find yourself in a difficult spot with a lot of debt, paying down debt should probably be a priority for you. However, if you're a young professional and you've just started your financial life and you do have some debt, it may not always make sense to just pay it off immediately because of the impact that could potentially have on your credit score. So I just say that to, uh, again, think about this and make an intentional decision when it comes to paying down debt and understand what that impacts in your credit score. Now, yes, I will say paying down debt is one of the components of the credit score calculation. It's actually 35% of the total credit score calculation is your repayment history. So if you have debt and you're paying it on time and you're paying the amount that you need to, that number is going to ben- that's going to benefit you. Same thing if you're paying down that debt in an attempt to pay it off entirely. That's also going to benefit you. Now, there are other components, though, of your credit score that if you pay off debt and you never take out any more, that can impact your score negatively because one of the components, the 30% calculation of your debt is how much debt outstanding you have relative to the capacity for debt. I've talked about this before, but just to reiterate, if you have $10,000 of available credit and you're only using one third of that, that's beneficial to a credit reporting agency because you have a lot of capacity to handle debt. However, if you follow Dave Ramsey's philosophy and you don't take out credit cards, you don't have access to any credit opportunities on your score, well, you're always going to look like you have no capacity to handle debt and that's therefore going to hurt your credit score. So just be conscientious when it comes to paying down debt and understand all the ramifications, like I said. Now, let's talk about the the reality of doing something, of following the Dave Ramsey methodology when you're a young professional. Student debt in the U.S. has reached $1.5 trillion. It's a major issue for the young professionals that are just graduating from school or those of us that have been graduated for a while, but we have large student loan balances that we're trying to pay down. One of the questions I wanted to get an, an-, an answer on is do... Does the Dave Ramsey philosophy believe it is really it's realistic for every student to make paying down their student debt the top financial priority? I wrote an article a couple of years ago that discussed the impact of paying down debt versus saving and investing for retirement over a long period of time. And if you do the math and you look at over a long period of time, if you sacrifice saving and investing and take that cash and always put it towards debt, you're in the long run damaging your ability to accumulate wealth because just as the principle of compound interest works, the earlier you start saving and investing, 
the longer you have to have that money grow. If, however, you're in the situation where a lot of young professionals are, saddled with a lot of student debt, and it's going to take you a good 10, 15 years to get out of that debt, you might have sacrificed a significant amount of time that you could have been saving and investing while also simultaneously paying down the student debt. Now, you might not have paid it down as quickly as you would have had you put all the cash flow towards it. But if you look at the math, you run the numbers, even if you allocate all your excess cash to pay down the debt, if it takes you five or six years, a lot of times, depending on the performance of the investments and whatever it is that you're saving for, often it will take uh, you can't ever catch back up. So for for the person that might have started saving at the very beginning versus you have a five or six year delay until you could start saving. And while you may be able to be saving more after that five or six year time period, sometimes it still isn't enough to get caught up. So in the example of the article that I wrote, it showed that you could never catch up. But there are a lot of assumptions in there. It depends on how quickly, of course, you pay off the debt. But what I'm talking about here is those student debt holders who have significant amounts of student debt because they either went to a private college or maybe they're a doctor or something. Um, that sometimes it's not realistic to assume I'm going to put all of my extra cash flow to paying down debt and in six or seven years, I'm going to be completely debt free. So recognizing, okay, what is that? What situation is that going to put you in in five or six years? Are you way behind the curve when it comes to saving and investing? If you are, are you comfortable with that? Or are you going to wish that you had at least saved and invested and accumulated some degree of wealth while simultaneously paying down your student debt? Student debt doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a high interest debt. Depending on at the time frame you went to school, your interest rate may be between 6 and 8%, which is still significant. However, sometimes the trade-off there's just no um replacement for having liquid assets available. So money that you've saved and accumulated to help you move forward in life. You might find yourself in six or seven years debt-free. However, you've saved not a penny for buying a home or traveling. And so now you find yourself in your mid to late thirties and you didn't get to accomplish a lot of those things early on that maybe you would have liked to have done had you not just assumed automatically, I've got to get rid of this debt. So I say that to say debt Paying down debt is never a bad thing. It just may not be the best opportunity for you when you have a job and you have money coming in. And so that brings me to my final point, which there is this quote that Dave Ramsey is famous for stating, and it goes like this, live like no one else so that later you can live like no one else. And so my question to that is, do I feel, do you feel like that approach to managing finances diminishes someone's quality of life in the interim. This is something I've talked about on the episode before, on episodes before, and how much I am an advocate for uh, delayed gratification, so putting money away for longer-term needs, but also living in the moment, living in the present and being a realist. When it comes to being young, we have... Um, opportunities that present themselves. Maybe we don't have children yet. Um, Maybe we want to try out different jobs. And so if we're constantly sacrificing our current standard of living in favor of paying down debt as quickly as possible, what opportunities are missed during that period of time? 
And I'm not just talking about from a financial perspective, because we know that that's a smart financial decision, paying down debt. However, what things are we giving up? And maybe there aren't things that you're giving up. Maybe you are totally committed and dedicated and it's worth it to you to pay down the debt as quickly as possible. However, some people find that their debt could be overwhelming um, or they just want other things in life and are okay with carrying a little bit of debt for a period of time. As long as you're making the payments on time and it's not too overwhelming and it's not impacting your ability to accomplish other financial goals, then it doesn't necessarily rise to the top priority when it comes to the lifestyle you're trying to achieve. That's my only point, is really life matters in the interim. It's not all about what the future holds. I recognize as a financial planner, we're supposed to be accumulating wealth for the future, and that is very important, and it's not something that I would ever sacrifice because I always think there's a component of what you need to be saving and investing for the future. However, don't always assume that um, you need to sacrifice everything now so that you can live the best life in the future. Sometimes we need to recognize the time period that we're in now and the ability that we have to move, to travel, to do all the things we want to do as young people because we don't necessarily know what the future might hold. So I'm just saying there's got to be some give and take there. It can't just be all or nothing. And I think that's a dangerous assumption, especially for young people, because there could be a lot of opportunities that you've missed out on. And I just would hate for you in 10 to 15 years, find yourself in a spot where you're debt free, but you don't have a lot of savings and you're behind the curve when it comes to your ability to accomplish a lot of things in life. And um, that's just not a situation that you want to find yourself in, unless that's what you wanted to do. You recognized the significance of what you're giving up in the present in order to pay down this debt. So uh, the final thing that I want to talk about, and this is something that I do, I am passionate about, is not sacrificing saving in retirement accounts during a time period when you're trying to pay off debt. And the reason for that is a lot of times your retirement account is going to have a matching contribution on it, right? We've talked about this before. You put in some money and the company matches you that contribution. That's free money. If you follow one of Dave Ramsey's philosophies, which says debt debt repayment is the number one priority, take all your extra cash and put it there and then take everything else and live on the envelope system. The only thing I would say is if you're going to follow that methodology, do not sacrifice saving in that retirement account if there's a matching contribution there because there are years of potential compound interest that you gave up that's free money that you didn't even have to, I mean, that's money from your employer that you potentially gave up in favor of paying down debt. And that is definitely not something that I would suggest you do. So I recognize this was just like a hammering on Dave Ramsey and his philosophies. I got a little fired up just because I'm not, entirely sure that uh, the person that was supposed to come see me didn't cancel because he saw my questions. They could have been a scheduling issue, but you know, I'm not naive. So I just wanted to talk about, you know, is the Ramsey way always right? And if it's not, where are the holes that need to be poked into the philosophy? And so that's for me, just outlining a lot of this and making sure that if you're considering 
tackling all of your personal financial situation according to the methodology that Dave Ramsey suggests, recognize what you could potentially be giving up. As long as you recognize it and you're okay with it, then do whatever you want. But it's the missed opportunity and the danger of just having an over-generalized recommendation of pay down debt, pay down debt, pay down debt, when it may not necessarily be the best thing for you specifically. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of Jake of All Trades. I would love to hear your feedback on this episode, especially for some of you that are Dave Ramsey fans. Tell me where I'm wrong because I want to know. That's the important thing is we got to challenge viewpoints or else we don't accomplish anything and we don't learn anything. You can follow me on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out my blog at jakestwocents.com. And remember, you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.